Welcome to River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg. My name's Nolan Bicknell, and joining me as always is my co-host Robert Zirk. Today on River City 360, we'll be joined in studio by Susan Hagemeister. She's the Director of Finance at the Winnipeg Foundation, and she'll tell us about the Endow Manitoba 24-Hour Giving Challenge, which wrapped up last Saturday, and in an RC360 exclusive, we'll have the first results from the challenge. Then we'll be joined in studio by Tolu Ililaboye, Youth Engagement Coordinator at the Winnipeg Foundation, and we'll talk about the Emerging Leaders Fellowship Program, also known as ELF, and how it's giving young Winnipeggers an opportunity to give back while helping them gain valuable life experience. And finally, Noah Ehrenberg joins us in studio to talk about this week in citizen journalism through the lens of Community News Commons. All this, some great tunes, and much, much more on today's episode of River City 360. Good morning, and welcome to RC360. Nolan and Robert with you here. Well, they predicted it last week. They said winter was coming. And it's here. Sure enough. It just kind of dumped on us in one day. I know. Just woke up in a winter wonderland. Every year it seems like we think that maybe maybe we'll get a pass <laughs> for one year. No winter, you know? And everyone's shocked. Yeah. And everyone forgets how to drive. And everyone is amazed at the white powdery amazingness falling from the sky. But it never, it never ceases. Hopefully it's a little bit milder then. Well, I th- it already looks a little calmer out there, so... It looks fairly peaceful out our window right now. So let's play a peaceful song. How about uh, Harry James, Dick Hames, and Benny Goodwin with It's So Peaceful in the Country, right here on River City 
It's so simple and quiet Someday you're bound to try it The only place to be The place for you and me Where it's peaceful In the country Good morning and welcome back to River City 360. Robert Zirk here, along with my co-host Nolan Bicknell, and we are now joined by Susan Hagemeister. She's the Director of Finance at the Winnipeg Foundation. Susan, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me this morning. So we've been covering the Endow Manitoba 24-hour giving challenge here on River City 360 throughout the past few weeks. But if any of our listeners are unfamiliar, could you tell us a little bit, kind of give us a summary of what the challenge was all about? The Challenge Day is the second year that we've had the Challenge Day. It is to help promote our Manitoba Community Foundations. There's 50 community foundations outside of the city of Winnipeg. They represent regions all over the whole province, as far south west as Altona to Boisevain, as far north as Thompson and Flinflon, and all parts in between. And many of these community foundations are out doing great work every day. The Winnipeg Foundation provides both financial, communication, and other supports to all 50 community foundations, as we are all partners as Manitobans in this great province. And that's quite impressive. We had spoken to Hugh Arkley of the Thomas Sill Foundation in our previous episode. And for one thing, we have more than a quarter of the community foundations in Canada. And he mentioned that the foundations cover most of the population of our province. Like even if there's an area that doesn't specifically have its own foundation, it probably has some coverage from a nearby one. That's correct. Many of our community foundations serves a region and may not necessarily serve a particular town or city. And so, again, it really speaks to the generosity of our Manitobans that they want to support our community and to ensure that that our community and our citizens are all treated equally and fairly and that services are provided to everyone. So I'm sure many of our listeners who participated in the challenge are very curious. I know Nolan and I are very curious to know as well. Uh, What is the grand total from the challenge? Well, the grand total is very, very strong in that it was over $450,000 doubling to what was raised last year. Again, it just speaks to how generous Manitobans are and about rallying behind their local communities and giving back to their local communities. So again, we had 45 of the 50 community foundations participating this year. Last year, there was 34. So again, just building on the success from last year and, and doubling what had happened over last year to this year. It's been wonderful. That's excellent. And what has the response been from uh, some of the participating foundations? The participating foundations are just thrilled at the community support that's been shown their way. They were surprised by many of the gifts, meeting new donors for the first time, just hearing from their community members and how they are valued in their community and that they have the confidence of their community. And this confidence is demonstrated by the number of gifts, the dollar value of gifts, and just the, the outpouring of response has been fabulous. So if people are interested in finding out the, uh, the more detailed results or seeing how much their particular uh, community foundation raised, how can they find out more information? We're going to release the results next Saturday, November the 28th. And it will be listed in both the Winnipeg Free Press and the Brandon Sun. 
as well if you went to Endow Manitoba website, all the community foundations as well will be listed with their grand totals. And again, it's a fabulous story representing the great work that our Manitoba Community Foundations are doing. And finally, I just want to say thank you to all the donors throughout the province of Manitoba for their outpouring of support to their local community foundations. And the uh, Endow Manitoba website is endowmanitoba.ca. Correct. Excellent. All right. Thank you so much, Susan Hagemeister, Director of Finance at the Winnipeg Foundation, for joining us this morning. Thank you. Thanks, Robert. As Susan said, if you'd like to find out more information about Endow Manitoba's Giving Challenge, you can visit www.endowmanitoba.ca. Coming up after the break, we'll be joined by Tolu Elilaboye, and she'll tell us about the Emerging Leaders Fellowship, also known as ELF, which is giving young Winnipeg kids the money and the means to make our community a better place. But first, here's Tim Tamashiro with The Best is Yet to Come, right here on RC360. Out of the tree of life, I just pick me a plum. And you came along and everything started into hum. Still, it's a real good bet, the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come, and baby, won't it be fine? seen the sun but you haven't seen it shine wait till the warm-up is underway wait till our lips have met yeah wait till you see that sunshine day you haven't seen nothing yet no the best is yet to come and baby won't it be fine You know the best is yet to come Come the day you're mine To surround You think you've flown before But you haven't left the ground Wait till you're locked in my embrace Wait till I draw you near Wait till you see that sunshine place Ain't nothing like it here, no the best is yet to come, baby, won't it be fine? You know the best Welcome back to River City 360. My name is Robert Zirk, joined by my co-host Nolan Picknell, and we are now joined by Tolu Ililaboye. She's the Youth Engagement Coordinator at the Winnipeg Foundation. Tolu, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me here. 
Um, so we're here to talk about a program that's a project of the Winnipeg Foundation. It's called the Emerging Leaders Fellowship. And could you tell our listeners what that program is and what it's all about? The Emerging Leaders Fellowship program is a program that's geared towards any young Winnipegger between the ages of 18 to 35. And it gives them a chance to apply for some funding to implement a project and develop a project with a nonprofit or a charitable organization in the city. Okay, so what are some examples of some of the past projects that have been under the ELF umbrella? We've had uh, three rounds so far. So we've had a total of eight different projects go through. Um, some of the some of the projects that we've had in the past year were um, Amy Goulet, who produced a report for the North for newcomers in the North End and what kind of food that they have access to and what kind of food they don't have access to. So really talking about food security. And she partnered with Food Matters Manitoba on that project. Another project that we've had in the past was Andy Shawarma. And she uh, had did a project on connecting communities uh, and community organizations with the Community Economic Development Organization and finding out what are the different social enterprises in the city of Winnipeg and how do the social enterprises function and what access to resources do they have. Okay. So it sounds like there are a lot of different areas in which people can develop projects if they're interested. It's mainly about finding a, a local nonprofit that has a has a need and, and figuring out an innovative way to create a project that can address that. For sure. It doesn't matter what your interests are, what your skills are, what your educational background is. We had one girl who did a project on architecture, but in the same vein, we had another young man who did a project about math and the, in the Indigenous community. So it really differs from project to project, and it's based on your skills and your interests and your ability to find different charitable organizations in Winnipeg that speak to your interests and your talents and your skills. We know that Obviously, it helps local nonprofits throughout the city. What are some other reasons that young people should consider taking part in the program? Well, it's a really great way to build on your skills and your abilities. So if you have an interest, for example, in accounting or in um, architecture or in business, or if you want to learn more about how to get involved in the charitable sector, if you want to learn more about how to take that higher level of project development and implementation, learning how to develop a budget and implement your budget, all of these different skills and abilities come through in the um, Emerging Leaders Fellowship Program, not to mention that it also builds your networks. It gives you the chance to be able to connect with community leaders and government leaders across the city that really help you to learn more about yourself, your abilities, your talents, and how you can benefit the city of Winnipeg locally and across the nation. And people can just apply online through the ELF website as well? Yeah, and so you can find us at wpgfdn.org, and you can take a look at the Young Winnipeg Connect portion of the foundation website, and you can find out more about um, not only ELF, but all of our other programs that we have through our youth engagement strategy here. Excellent. So again, if uh, you or if you know of a young person who might be interested in the Emerging Leaders Fellowship, uh, be sure to visit WPGFDN.org and find the Young Winnipeg Connect page and you can find all the information about eligibility and how to apply there. And when is the final date for applications? So applications are due December 1st, so you only have about a week and a half left to apply, but I hope to see your applications come in. Excellent. Thank you so much, Tolu, for joining us today. Thank you very much. Thanks, Robert. Uh, Tolu mentioned the website, but if you'd like to read more about ELF or see some of the amazing work that's being done in our city by the youth of today, you can visit WPGFDN.org and then click, uh, there's a button underneath the foundation initiatives called Young Winnipeg, and you can read all about it right there. Coming up after the break, Noah Ehrenberg joins us in studio to tell us about the first annual CNC Citizen Journalism Awards coming up this week. And... Everything that's happened on CNC this week in citizen journalism. But first, here's Glenn Miller with Nice Work 
if you can get it. Holding hands at midnight, neath a starry sky, it's nice work if you can get it, and you can get it if you try. Strolling with the one girl, sighing sigh after sigh, it's nice work if you can get it, and you can get it if you try. Just imagine someone waiting at the cottage door Where two hearts become one Who could ask for anything more Loving one who loves you And then taking that vow It's nice work if you can get it And you can get it Won't you tell me how Thank you for listening to River City 360. Robert and Nolan here with you. So, Nolan, before we bring in Noah Ehrenberg of Community News Commons, I'd like to tell our listeners about an exciting new series that we're going to be launching next week that deals with the history of Winnipeg, as told to us through the artifacts and stories of the Charleswood Historical Society. Yeah, I'm uh, really excited about this new series that we're launching. We spoke with uh, two past presidents of the Charleswood Historical Society, uh, and Len Van Roon Sr. and his son, another past president, Len Van Roon Jr. Uh, they spoke at length about a whole bunch of different stories and topics. We sat with them in studio for, for about an hour. And, you know, they have decades and hundreds of years of of history to go through. And, and they truly tell the stories of, of the first settlers in Winnipeg and, and even earlier. It, it's one of the last... Uh one of the last farm homes remaining on the Assiniboine River from the original settlements. And so that's that's important. But but it also tells the stories of Bay St. Paul Road that was used by Métis people in the 1840s and 50s and 60s, uh, the original ferry crossing that's behind the house. So it's a story of the house and the family that lived there, but it's also a story of the, the Métis families, the buffalo hunters. Uh, all of these periods of history are, are captured. When, when you live in one place for almost a century, on in the same location it gives you a chance to appreciate the earlier history of the founders of the community really it was just 1913 when Charleswood was formed as a municipality 
And my dad was there not too much after that. So that's just a very, very small taste of sort of the the, the long conversation we had with with the uh, Van Roons, both Len Sr. and Len Jr. Uh, we'll be visiting the CHS in the coming days to hear about more tales, and we're going to bring you more stories and more oral histories of the Charleswood area and, and beyond. So tune in next week to hear the first in our series from the Charleswood Historical Society. A Charleswood chat right here, same time, same place. And speaking of same time, same place, we are now joined in studio by Noah Ehrenberg. He's the convener of Community News Commons, which is a citizen journalism project here in Winnipeg. Uh, And he likes to stop by and we like to ask him about what's going on in Winnipeg and uh, in Canada through the lens of citizen journalism on his website, communitynewscommons.org. Noah, thanks for joining us. Hey, great to be here. So I understand on CNC this week, uh, you've got some good news and some bad news about about a couple stories about kids. So what should we do first? I'm uh, well, it up to you. let's uh, look at the uh, not such good news. Okay, bad um, news first. The um, there's a story on Community News Commons this week, uh, which is about the um, Canada having one of the highest rates of kids in care in the world. And uh, we've oh, wow. sort of we've seen stories like this in the past, but this is an interesting article uh, in that it um, suggests that we should maybe take a radical new approach to how we deal with kids that are having difficulty in families. And um, in other countries, uh, such as in Australia and in several European countries, they take more of a family welfare approach, and that means that when a child is at risk, the whole family is often given intensive home support okay, to yeah. try and remove risks while the child stays within the family. Mm-hmm. Here in Canada, we tend to remove the child right away, and that obviously is causing a lot of problems. And so um, uh, I would encourage our listeners to read this story. It's called uh, Canada Has One of the Highest Rates of Kids in Care in the World, mm-hmm. and um, it's a good read. Um, the other story, which uh, is the good news. a good news story, <laughs> is uh, about a autism early identification project. Actually, it was a a project that the Winnipeg Foundation uh, provided funding to the uh, Manitoba Families for Effective Autism Treatment. Okay. Uh, this is a, um, a project that's managed by a local doctor, Dr. Uh, Kristen Worth. And uh, essentially, the new research shows that parents often have accurate concerns about their child's development around 6 to 12 months. And that's long before they ever receive a referral for autism diagnosis. And mm. the, the, uh, the project that this uh, article is about um, is that parents who, uh, who have concerns about the development of their children can get access to early autism screening and uh, parent training intervention for their kids So while they're waiting for a diagnosis. And this um, really makes a big difference that if you're able to identify autism early in your child, uh, it really does improve the likelihood that they will have success as they grow older. So I encourage our listeners to uh, read that article That sounds as well. very interesting. So it's kind of like the... I would imagine parents know, you know, they can sure. kind of maybe sense that something isn't quite right or, mm-hmm. or you know, the development might be a little bit slower than a previous child or for a different child. So I would imagine they kind of have an insight as to whether or not it's, it's happening before it actually is diagnosed. Exactly. And uh, the project um, that, uh, that I'm talking about here is expected to run for at least a year. And it really should help parents achieve early access to diagnosis and treatment, as well as some intervention while they're waiting for that diagnosis. Great. That's a very interesting story. I encourage our listeners to visit communitynewscommons.org and uh, and check out that story and many, many more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I understand, too, Noah, we uh, promoted it last week on the show, but uh, 
there's a pretty big awards show coming up. Yes, that's right. In fact, uh, we're at the very end of, uh, of uh, training sessions for Community News Commons. We've had six weeks of that. Uh, next week, we uh, have our annual uh, well, well, first well, annual, first annual, but it will be an annual event, which is a Citizen Journalism Awards, and they will be taking place on Tuesday, November the twenty fourth, at the Winnipeg Free Press Cafe, which is at the corner of McDermott and Arthur, at five thirty p.m. And we are giving away some awards in uh, photography, videography, audio storytelling, uh, writing, citizen journalism, Great. all sorts of different awards, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. There will be food. There'll be a lot of people. Uh, I encourage people to go on to community. News Commons, and just on down the right side of the page, it says free multimedia workshops. If you click on there, you can register for that awards night for free. Oh, cool. And uh, so it'll be a lot of fun, and I uh, hope to see a lot of people there. Well, there's a lot of great work being done on the site, so mm. it's good to see some uh, recognition going out to a lot of the amazing Absolutely. citizen journalists that yeah. are uh, on the site. Absolutely. I look forward to it. That's fantastic. So every week, we like to ask you to bring us a local band or local artist that we haven't heard and to share with our listeners. So what have you brought for us this week? Well, one of my favorite local bands is Sheik Amin. And um, Sheik Amin has been around for, you know, quite a long time. They're Sheik Amin? How do you spell that? That's Sheik, C-H-I-C. Oh, yeah, Sheik. Okay. Sheik. Like, Sheik. Yeah, oh, okay, Sheik Amin. Yeah. And um, they are certainly burning bright these days. They, they are Juno-winning uh, five-piece band. Uh, that have been busy on the road for the last month and a half, including a stint with uh, Lindy Ortega. And uh, they've been turning heads with the release of their third studio offering. The this, um, album is called Light a Match, and the band has received lots of acclaim from a lot of different uh, people and a lot of different uh, media outlets. Uh, the album uh, hit digital and physical stores in late October, but it got its hometown release party um, just last night uh, oh, cool. at the Goodwill. Um, now, their tour is over, so you won't be able to see them live, at least not in the next little while, because they're going to take a little bit of a rest. But this album, I think, is a great Christmas gift, and it's called it's Light cool. a Match. And uh, the title track from it is called Light a Match, and I'd like to present that to our listeners now right here on CJNU 93.7 FM, River City 360. That's a wrap on this week's episode of River City 360. Thank you very much for listening, and a big thank you to all of our guests, uh, Susan Hagemeister, Director of Finance at the Winnipeg Foundation, Tolu Ilelaboye, Youth Engagement Coordinator at the Winnipeg Foundation, and Noah Ehrenberg, the convener of Community News Commons. If you want to hear more views and news from around Winnipeg, listen to any of our past episodes, or subscribe to our podcast, please visit our website at rivercity360.org. River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg, is a project of the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with Community News Commons and CJNU 93.7 FM. Please give us a call. We would absolutely love to hear from you. So our number is 204-944-9474, extension 360. You can leave us a comment about the show, request a song, or suggest a topic for a future show. Again, that's 204-944-9474, extension 360. 
Uh, if you'd like to contact us through the computer, you can do so on Twitter and Facebook by searching at RiverCity360 on Twitter or just regular old RiverCity360 on Facebook. I'm Nolan Bicknell signing off for River City 360. And I'm Robert Zirk. Thank you again so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Have a great Sunday. Sunday.